Hello, this is On The Left Side, the alternative football show, your weekly romp through the very darkest recesses of football news. Let's kick off with a story from across the pond. Ex-Liverpool midfielder Steven Gerrard is currently plying his trade at LA Galaxy and is getting well stuck into the US culture. And that means eating a whole load of burgers. But one particular brand has really caught his taste buds. In-N-Out Burger is amazing. Um, it was a, a life-changing experience. It was. They eh? are amazing. Hey, I'm sure it's a great burger, but life-changing? A bit of an overstatement, no? Can any food really be that life-changing for a man that has won the... Uh, won, won the... Uh, okay, maybe it's a pretty good burger. Coming up on this week's show, we confuse Burnley for Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. We delve deep into Arsene Wenger's pockets and panic about an upcoming alien invasion. But first, let's shed a tear for one of City's own. It was the magnificent glory of the Champions League qualifiers this week with games like FVL Borussia Mönchengladbach versus BSC Young Boys helping to produce the wonderful, disturbing and misguided headline Mönchengladbach smash young boys. But any negativity towards this early stage of the competition was reciprocated in kind by the Champions League themselves, who in an attempt to be down with the kids, accidentally told everyone to fuck off. The official Champions League Twitter account mistook the emoji giving the bird for just an innocent finger pointing upwards, meaning that they posted a message which basically read, up yours if you're heading to the Champions League group stages. Wonderful. But it seems it was a message that Man City took literally as they sent Joe Hart swaggering towards an Etihad exit and in a touching gesture handed him the captain's armband in a final farewell for their match against Stuart Bucharest. It was an emotional game, and City fans rose as one, forgetting about his chocolate wrists and dodgy shampoo commercials, to hail one of their own and heap praise upon his no longer dandruff-covered shoulders, as Stand Up If You Love Joe Hart rang around the Etihad Stadium. Not lost on him either, is it, Owen? That's lump in your throat stuff if you're Joe Hart, I presume. And that lump was still firmly lodged in throats when Joe stepped out to chat to the media after the match. That was a really special night for me. We all know there's a situation going on, but you know, situations occur in football and you know, we're men and we get on with it. <laughs> it's a situation, you know. Is it a situation, Joe? Just so we're clear. Situation, yeah? What kind of situation? A situation situation? It's a situation. Good. But there was a certain irony in Hart's last game for City, shown the door for poor distribution, yet absolutely nailing the job on his final appearance. You had the ball at your feet a few times, pretty tidy today, I think you had 100% completion. (laughs) Wow, pigs do fly, don't they? (laughs) Yep, anything is possible. One day we might even see Brendan Rodgers giving a post-match interview without using the word character. We showed great character today, and to show the character that we done, and we had to show big character today. We're just a few days from the transfer window slamming shut once more, and fax machines up and down the country are being dusted off for their biannual usage. 
The big shock so far is that Arsenal have finally signed some players, flying completely in the face of Arsene Wenger, who has the same reputation for splashing the cash as a Yorkshire-based Scrooge impersonator who's trying to save for a big holiday. No, mine! But also this week, Arsenal's reluctance to spend in the transfer window became a little clearer, with Scrooge McVenger revealing the real reason he's such a penny-pinching meanie. He said in an interview, Personally, I believe the only way to be a manager is to spend the club's money as if it were your own. Firstly, no, Arsene. Spending a company's money like it's your own is pretty much embezzlement. Secondly, there is no way I ever want to be around Arsene's house for Christmas if he has the same personal spending habits as he does in his professional life. I think uh, Christmas can be very exciting. Turkey burgers and potato waffles. Wow, awesome. We really pushed the boat out this year. Happy Christmas. But the most spectacular transfer of the season so far has to go not to Zlatan or Pogba, but to Benteke, whose move to Crystal Palace threw up a whole host of incredible scenarios. First off, there was Palace's ace negotiating skills as they attempted to sign Benteke on the cheap by throwing in a load of ridiculous clauses. Rumours are additional payments would have to be made when Palace qualified for the Champions League and when Benteke popped up with 20 goals this season. (laughs) They may as well have added an extra 20 million on for when he was made President of the United States or when Simon Cowell stops polluting our TV screens with a conveyor belt of poop pop or when Donald Trump realises his comb-over isn't fooling anyone. In other words, It's never going to happen. But the fun didn't stop there. The deal was eventually done, and the striker couldn't wait to tell the world about his new move, declaring on Twitter that he was now the chief centre-forward for Belgium and Burnley. Yeah, Burnley and Palace, really easy to get mixed up. I mean, they're both in the same part of the... Oh, no, they're not. Hang on. Well, they both begin with the same letter. No, no, no. They're both football clubs. Thankfully for Christian and his presumably now unemployed social media manager, that wasn't the biggest Twitter gaffe of the week. That award goes to Middlesbrough's Christian Stuani, who was forced to apologise for a dressing room picture he posted of his teammates after their victory against Sunderland. The Uruguayan failed to notice that defender Adam Clayton had slipped one of the boys out of the barracks and was proudly displaying his left testicle for all to see. Marvellous. Stuani later posted his apology saying, I'm sorry, we didn't realise. But you've still got to say, he ballsed up on that one. I bet the chairman went nuts and hit him with a fine, which means I'll have to sell the family jewels and probably end up getting the ball sack. Alright Jim, that's enough for that. Okay, sorry. Let's move on. Ball sack. Something strange is going on in the Premier League right now. Could the beautiful game, in fact, be a massive government cover-up for extraterrestrial activity? You may remember back during the European Championships, the shocking confession from now Chelsea boss Antonio Conte. Unless I'm not some sort of visionary and I come down from uh, the moon. Well, now something suspect is happening in the East Midlands. Claudio Ranieri was trying to play down Leicester City's chances of repeating the success of last season when he said this. It's more difficult than last season. It's easier the the ET 
comes to Piccadilly Circus. Does it strike anyone as weird that he was so specific about the location of a possible alien invasion? Why not just say London rather than Piccadilly Circus? And if he was being that specific and making a joke, surely Leicester Square would be the obvious choice. Thinking about it, Ranieri working with the aliens makes perfect sense. State-of-the-art alien technology is the only explanation that Leicester won the title last season. You only have to look at Jamie Vardy to know that he's not from this planet. And I'm sure I once heard dilly-ding-dilly-dong on an episode of Star Trek, meaning launch the invasion fleet in Klingon. So all in all, I have to say, I'm a little concerned about this. We're clearly being warned about an upcoming alien invasion, but we don't seem to be doing anything about it. I mean, shouldn't someone just phone the White House or something? Although, I'm not sure that would do any good. Good evening. We're having a hard time tonight. Aliens. Illegal. Immigrants. Mexican people. I'm going to bomb the shit out of them. August is always a time of new arrivals, and this month has obviously been no different. But with the arrival of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Henrik Mkhitaryan, and Chelsea boy Bashoi, I have to say, it's really the shirt printers that I feel sorry for. Hang on, is that Ibrahimovic with an H? Why don't we just put Zlatan? But where shirt printers may fail, chant writers will flourish. And there is some quality examples of songwriting being belted out on the terraces right now. Credit where credit's due, and the songwriters of Manchester United have achieved the impossible and managed to somehow fit Ibrahimovic into their new chant about their new hero. Pretty good. I mean, it's even got a completely unnecessary dig at the blue half of the city. But sometimes, simple is better. And over at the Etihad, they've misappropriated an old favourite to pay dues to their new manager. It's just beautiful in its own simplicity. But it doesn't end there. United hit back, and winning this particular battle is the team in red, who must have spent all night and all day trying to rhyme something with Mkhitaryan. Hey lads, how about, he's Mkhitaryan, he's not a vegetarian. They eventually settled for... It's impressive, and even Henrik himself gave it the seal of approval with a cheeky retweet on Twitter. Good work, guys. Now let's see what you can do with Sunderland new boy, Papa Dijalobiage. And cut. Okay, everybody, let's reset and go again. Season 2, Episode 3, Take 2.
Sunderland new boy, Papi Digilobojdia. Take four. Sunderland new boy, Papi Digilobojdia. Take five. Take thirteen. Sunderland new boy, Papi Digilobojdia. Take forty-two. Sunderland new boy, Dasha Pitchy Dasha Dish Digil 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 Take eighty-seven. The new Sunderland player. Right, that's it for another episode of On the Left Side. I am done. Now, don't forget to search out On the Left Side on Facebook and give us a like for a load more football funny. And if you want next week's episode for free, just subscribe via your podcast provider. We really appreciate you listening. So, I'm off to make a giant sign to welcome our new alien overlords because that's full time. Dilly dilly dong. Let's stop painting your headphones. Production. Anthony McGinley. Jim Salveson. Jay Hilchunger. Tack, tack.